Okay, hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Better. I am Dr. John Duffy. I am your host. Not joining me today is my typical co-host, Julie Duffy. So um, I am lucky enough to have a couple of guys in here with me to help out um, and talk a little bit about what they do. Um, across from me is Spencer Burnett. Hi, Spencer. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you and on to my left, Sam Goodman. Welcome, Sam. Hello. Thank you. So you guys have put together uh, something called the Omega Man Project, correct? Yes. And from what I understand, you are uh, trying to help men become more confident, more social, and more fully expressed. Pretty yeah. close? Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit about this thing and why Why are we doing this? We've gone through this, like, this fundamental shift of the relationship between men and women. And, and it, it kind of feels like, you know, women are getting more empowered. They're getting more of a voice. And as men, we, we, we're kind of confused. We feel like women need us less mm -hmm. because they're more empowered. But that's not true. They just need us differently. Um, men and women are, are certainly equals in terms of the value they bring to the world. But they're not the same. And so uh, the reason that we called our program Omega Man is because it's not just about being an alpha male. And women actually aren't looking for alpha males. Like... Well, I hadn't thought about that. So, so you specifically yeah. went with omega, not alpha. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was. I wasn't really consulting my Greek alphabet very well. Right. That's, a, <laughs> right. that's an interesting point. Yeah, and so alpha. So alpha is the first letter in the in the Greek alphabet, and right. then it's beta, and alpha is at the end. And so the the concept of it is it it embodies all, and it it, it is humble. Omega is at the end, not alpha. You said alpha. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Man. Um, we tend to uh, we we tend to glorify the alpha and and demonize the beta, like you know you're weak and you're you know you're soft but here's the thing as men and women's uh, roles in society become more equal you know women have their own dreams women have their own goals they're making their own money and uh, so women need both the alpha and the beta in man in a man and so the Omega is everything it's not just you know being confident and assertive and you know knowing what you want and being a leader. It's also and being manipulative, right? It's not about that. Right. It sounds like exactly. Yeah. It's about being. It's about being also humble and sensitive and empathetic and uh, and then having the discernment of when to use each of those traits. And that's what we bring to men. That's so cool. How did you come up with this idea? So, uh, I mean, I, I started in the dating industry at, at about 2009. And once I got into that, I started realizing that it's not about you know, pressing the right buttons. It's about engaging the mind and engaging the heart. And so it evolved into something just much deeper, more so about connection than it is about being you know, impressive. Yeah, I love that. Sam, how did you get involved in this thing? So Spencer and I met about two years ago now, and uh, met through some mutual friends. Basically, I wasn't sure what my what I wanted my future to be, and um, was also you know unhappy with the results I was getting in my dating life as well. And so um, when I first met Spencer, we talked, and I hired him to hone in on on what I wanted my future to look like, and also uh, work within like my dating life and try to improve that because it was somewhere where I struggled for a long time. I was really shy when I was younger, and um, you know, just had like a lot of self-limiting beliefs that were holding me back from living the life that I knew that I could. And and if I can pry a little bit, yeah. how did this Omega Man program um, help you through that? Because I've known you for a while, and I've yeah. I've seen that shift in confidence um, that that's really abundantly clear. Um, how 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 has this program operated so that you were able to kind of find that confidence and that clarity of voice? I mean, the program is really 
amazing. And, you know, not just saying that as some one of the hosts of it, but, you know, it's, I mean, it's changed my life completely. We, you know, there's like missions and lessons and stuff within the program to do. And so one of the first missions that we did, um, and luckily I was living in Chicago, so I can do them with Spencer, was just go out and socialize. One of the first steps is just get out of the house, you know, like so many guys are just so shy to get out of the house. And mm-hmm. I mean, not just guys, it's it's women too. It's just people are, are you know, there's there's Netflix and you've got your Instagram and you've got your phone and whatever there is, you really never have to leave your house. Right. <laughs> so, right, you know, like true. you've got Uber Eats, you've got, you know, like you really <laughs> don't, you never have to leave your house, especially like Tinder, you never have to leave your house. <laughs> so, um, all, you, all those Maslow needs right, get exactly. met But at like, home. It's, it's such a trap because, you know, you can get comfortable in that and you get comfortable and then you stop pushing yourself and you get stuck in a place and you get you know, stuck in your habits, and then it's, like, the longer you're in it, the harder it is to get out of it, and the Omega Man program is just, like, there's so many things in it to break out of the bad habits that you have. Everything is designed to, you know, kind of break you out of your comfort zone step by step. Yeah, and it's, it's been amazing, you know, like, now it's, you know, two years later, and I have the freedom to date who I want, and, you know, I'm, I've, been, I've been dating a few girls at a time, honestly and openly, and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, if you told me this five years ago, I'd have been like, nah. Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. Like yeah, who? Man. You know, right, and, uh, right, right? Thank you, Spencer, and like <laughs> I'm so proud of what we built. You know, it's it's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think I think about um, the work I do is is typically cognitive behavioral therapy. Change the way you think, change what you do, and then the results uh, will be different. Your life will feel better, and you'll feel more engaged, like you guys are describing. Um, I think the toughest thing is to change the script that people carry in their heads about mm-hmm. themselves so that they are willing to do something different. You know, that, that those first couple of steps seem so arduous that I've had a lot of people back right out. Yeah. How do you get past how do you get past some of those blocks? Oh, that, that's, a, that's a great question. And that, that's actually something that we, we talk about in our program is you will behave um, in complete alignment of the narrative that's going on in your head. Right. And so what we, what we encourage guys to do is change that narrative. And we, we use uh, something called mantras or affirmations as some, as some people call them. And yeah. we, and we literally rewire uh, a, a guy's brain. So we all know the story of the kid who was told that he was no good and, and then, uh, and, you know, he'll never amount to anything and he's a loser. And th- that story echoes through the head and it echoes through the subconscious. And then you behave that way and that's how your life turns out. So the way that we have guys rewire that is we, we listen to their, to like the challenges that we're, we're, they're having. And within that challenge, we, we polarize it with a, with a mantra. There's, there's two things or three things that makes that stick in the brain. Okay. And, and I'm sure you know this. One is repetition. The more you, the more you say it, the more it'll stick. Number two is the emotion that you feel while while you're experiencing that. Because we all know that PTSD sometimes one, one thing can happen one time, but because of the emotional impact, it sticks with you forever. Right. And so generating that emotion. And then the third one is evidence. And so we have guys say these mantras in, in the morning and on a scale of one to ten, rate how much they actually actually believe that. It takes five minutes in the morning. Right. Then at the end of the day, we have them write down what is the evidence that that's true. Because once you have evidence, you can't argue with the narrative anymore. And again, it, this isn't just about talking to girls. This is about being a better man. Because a woman's not just dating, you know, your your confidence. She's dating, you know, the story that's going on, you know, in your head. Right. So Sam and I have talked enough where I understand that um, a lot of the point of this is to change the totality of a guy's life, yeah. of a man's life, right? Um, the hook 
clearly is um, about women, right? Yeah, it's right. about it's about um, getting together with women. Is this something you feel guys struggle with mightily? I mean, you know, you clearly see a need here, yeah? Mm -hmm. Women aren't just dating, you know, your your looks. You know, they're, they're dating your, your schedule. They're dating your family, your friends, your belief system. They're, uh, they're dating your, you know, your budget, your past, your future, your goals. And so the whole, the, the, the root of it is to be the type of man that you'd want to hang out with and then find someone that, that calibrates with, you know, with that vision of you, you know, it's the same thing. And do you think a guy who um, doesn't think much of himself, hasn't really accomplished much that he would have wanted to in his life, um, maybe went through something traumatic when he was a kid, didn't have supportive parents, whatever, can a guy go through a program like this and get where he needs to go or where he wants to go? Well, you, can, can he really follow a vision and get there? Yeah, I mean, I would almost put myself in that category. I had great parents, but, you know, like, my future and the future that they wanted for me didn't align. So um, while they were supportive, it was hard for them to support what I wanted for my future, you know, which was different than what, you know, they wanted me to go to college. I was never really that great in school, so it was very different. And what the program does is it really, like Spencer said, it changes the narrative in your head of how you look at your past or how you, mm -hmm. you know how you look at your like relationship with your parents or whatever that is. So um, for myself before, it was kind of like I was a little bit resentful of some of the ways that my parents had parented me, you know, and, yeah. you know, in the way I grew up. And the perspective change that I got was like, no, they supported me to the fullest of their abilities. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe that wasn't what I wanted, but like they tried because they loved me and, you know, and so I should be grateful for everything that they gave me and for whatever else that I wanted, that's where I have to step in and take over for myself. The program helped me realize that through a lot of the modalities that we, that we teach and the lessons that we do and the classes that we have. And it, it was more empowering because, you know, I was taking my life into my own hands rather than like, Oh, I hope my parents can take care of this for me one day. Or, you know, like, like you know, it, it's just, it's putting the responsibility back on yourself. I, I always think a lot about, like, the difference between fault and responsibility. I think, like, Will Smith had a good video on this or something. Um, but he talks about, maybe it's not your fault, you know, it's not my fault that I have a kidney condition, or it's not my fault that my parents were supportive in this way, but not that way. But it is my responsibility to right. have what I want and fix it, even though, mm -hmm. you know, like, life's not fair. But if you look at the guys who are successful in the eyes of society and, and those who are not, it's, um, you know, those who kind of took things into their own hands and went after it. And, you know, it empowered them to even take themselves further than they thought possible. Right. Yeah, I, I like that. There's, there's three, you know, there's three main things that you need to accomplish anything, which is awareness. You need a personal responsibility and then you need confidence. And the awareness comes through some of the uh, meditations that we have guys do and teach them how to be, uh, um, how to journal and meditate, which it reflects, you know, who you have been in the past day, who you want to be in, in this day. Um, personal responsibility is is really uh, just a, about like uh, accountability and giving, you know, setting guys up to, uh, for the opportunity to succeed, seeing what happens and then accepting whatever it is and learning how to alchemize that into, into progress, whether you actually succeeded or you failed, there is a way to um, perceive the situation to move you forward. And then next is confidence. 
confidence is is really just like at what level are you sure that you can accomplish something that you say that you can right and that that comes through uh, again, finding evidence, you know, it's setting a goal and finding evidence. And once you get into this habit, you start to learn what success looks like. And then once you learn what success looks like, then you can point your compass in any direction that you want to go, whether it's meeting a girl or, or building a business or getting that job or, uh, or getting in shape. And it, it, it's the same exact formula. When you're building confidence, do you start with a task that's like, mm. you know, simple, doable, a mm. sure win, and then work your way toward the, the more difficult stuff? Yes, absolutely. So one of the, one of the first missions that we have guys do is to go out and uh, just say hello to women that you know whether you know you're getting your coffee and she rings you up or you're uh, you know you're standing in you know waiting for a bus or standing in line for something and it's to say hello and get her eye color and report that back to us wow so many people they're not even looking each other in the eyes and and, and like noticing those things boy that is so true that is brilliant yeah. I love that and it's like and here's here's the thing a seven-year-old could do that. Mm -hmm. If you ask a seven-year-old, they could. And what, and again, what that does is you set out to interact with women and you came back and you were successful. And that's that little win. Right, right, right. Then the next one that we have guys do is what we call a compliment flyby. So literally you go out in, into the world and you simply stop women just to give to them with expecting nothing in return. You don't ask for their number. You don't ask what they think about you. You don't ask them out on a date. You go out and make their day. So we go encourage guys to just go out and give value, give value, give value before we have them doing any you know, fancy things of like asking girls for their phone numbers or dates or stuff like that. You, you guys have both used uh, in alternating ways the words authentic and genuine. Mm. Um, th this isn't bullshit. The, the, the idea here is to find something real within yourself. Yeah. And that's your, that's your pitch to the world, right? Mm -hmm. to, to women and to the world. It's not about like contriving some... some uh, way of being right? right some facade you're right. it's deeper than that it mm -hmm. feels um it's interesting to hear you guys talk about this because first of all the, the passion is not hard to track but also there's this kind of like um uh therapeutic component to it clearly and almost what feels like a spiritual piece to it about like uh, the way the way you really should think about yourself and the way you should think about yourself in the world and in other people and using the gifts that you have that are latent like you know I think you're telling me yeah for every guy it's in there we're our, our goal we're unearthing stuff we're moving stuff out of the way in order yeah, to right. to bring that guy out is yeah. that close absolutely mm -hmm. and and here's the thing like this, you know, our, the the initial engagement that we have with guys is a live training that we do every other Wednesday. And essentially, it's how to get a date by this weekend without cheesy lines or dating apps. Okay? <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and, and we actually teach them, you know, these social skills. It's not a big pitch fest. It's actual, actual training. And that's like the beginning of it. But as you continue to go down this like this this rabbit hole of like trying to meet that that unicorn that that girl that you know exists but you haven't quite met yet, you start realizing that it becomes it becomes about something deeper about who you truly are inside, who you want to be, your connection with the world around you, your connection to that woman even though you haven't met her yet. And so we definitely at, at the at the heart of this this becomes almost exclusively spiritual uh, of the connection that you have to the world around you, everything from your physical body to uh, your, your friends, your family, the, the women you interact with, the, the connection you have to your passion, your purpose, your gift, 
audience. And our our goal is to, or our hope for the guys that we engage with, is to help them, uh, you know, discover, as in discover and uncover, uh-huh. uh, the the you know, the, who they truly are through all the, the bullshit limiting beliefs and, uh, and like the desires that they hold on to, like, please like me, please like me. Yeah. So they can have the confidence to, to be like, I know who I am and this is the way I receive myself. And when you know how to receive yourself the right way, um, you're, you demonstrate how people should treat you by the way that you treat yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's really what we, you know, at the, at the heart of it, like once you have that, all the tactics, strategies and all that stuff, almost become irrelevant. So our hope is to get guys to that level. That's so cool. Sam, you've been through this. You've talked a little bit about how it's transformed the way you present. Are you happier? Absolutely. I mean, I'm living the life that I dreamed I... I'm living the life I wanted to live ever since I was like, you know, 12 years old. Um, You know, like... puberty. Yeah, just puberty. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, And... uh, I mean, and it's not just with dating. It's, you know, my entire extended family notices the change in myself. And they're just like, oh, my God, you seem way more confident. Like, my voice is louder. You know, Mm -hmm. like, my, it's like all the minute details, you know, kind of come together to completely change me. I cannot think of one person who I know that has not noticed. You know, like, Mm -hmm. like extended cousins who don't even live in the state, you know, that I see like once a year or whatever. Like, they're like, oh, you seem different than two years ago or even last time I saw you. I'm like, yeah, I feel different, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I mean, I, you know, women have noticed. Um, and, you know, my parents are like uh, blown away a little bit by, you know, the, the, the difference in who I am. And, um, yeah, and I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy to finally make it here. And so your so, vision is a little more clear, right. way more clear, maybe, right. yeah, than it was. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and you're able to strip away and help people and, you know, show people that, hell, if I can do it, you can do it, you know? And yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 a total shift from what I was doing before. And, yeah. yeah, I'm happy to wake up in the morning and kick ass. So you mentioned NLP, which I suspect, and you, you and I have talked about this, Sam, a little bit, is part of your Omega Man project, yeah. right? Do you mind describing a little bit about what NLP is for people who are are completely unaware? I think mo- most of us are not even aware what that, that we've heard it, yeah. but we don't know what, exactly what that means. Yeah. So NLP is essentially uh, computer programming for the human mind. Yeah. It is acknowledgement and the adjustment of attaching feelings to uh, to to facts to like you know. Um, Again, Pavlov's dog is a perfect example of that. Ring the bell, give him food. Ring the bell, give him food. Right. You know, you, you have the you've got the trigger and you've got the re, uh, the response, and they're associated by emotion. And so, essentially, this explains the uh, the, the human brain and and how it works. So, in order to get someone uh, to behave in a different way, you've got to attach a, a a different emotion to their trigger. A way that people can probably best understand it is like through hypnosis. Uh, so in hypnosis is kind of like a passive version of NLP. They put you in a suggestible state right. where they put you in trance yeah. um, and, and then um, give you affirmations or, or imagery to imprint on your mind so your brain behaves that way. NLP is a little, uh, clinical NLP is a little bit more interactive and then, uh, and then like therapeutic NLP is more conversational. So I learned NLP, excuse me. <clears throat> 
I had an autoimmune disease when I was younger. I've had over 200 uh, high-grade fevers in my life. You're kidding. And, uh, yeah. And, I mean, I've been hospitalized. My fevers have been in the mid-106s um, uh, literally every four to six weeks from the time I was four months old to the time I was about 30. Uh, I, um, I was physically tortured um, every month or so. Wow, Spencer. That's and, horrible. Yeah. And I had been to every type of doctor. I mean, seriously, I can go on for an hour of every type of doctor. And when I was eight, I went to this experimental therapy. I'm 35, so eight years old is what, 1989? Yeah, or so. It, yeah. So yeah. like all of the all of the gluten-free and, and wheatgrass juice and all that stuff. Like we were weirdos when, we were, when I was younger because you know we were into that stuff. But this experimental uh, uh, psychology thing, she taught me how to use imagery and emotion to physically um, remove the, the pain, the body aches and the headaches. And once I realized like, hold up one second, my internal, re if my internal reality is stronger, so strong that it can stop physical pain, what else can I do? And, uh, and ever since that moment, I've been developing my own modalities and I've got one called precise language that I've been developing over the past, uh, well, really over my whole life, but, but seriously over the past five years, that is the most powerful healing tool that, um, that I've ever come across before. And it really gives just massive amounts of clarity to whatever you're going through in life. So you can help um, identify what the, the problem is so we can rewire it using those other NLP techniques. What I'm going to say, I borrow, because Sam has talked to me a little bit about precise language. I actually use that in my therapy room a lot. <laughs> do you mind talking, do you have an example in mind of that kind of, that um, an intervention regarding precise language that you've used? Or, you know, how do you teach that to somebody? You know, uh, it's, it's a it's a complicated uh, modality, and the the best example I can I can give you is to just kind of explain how the how the brain works, and then, uh, and then how precise language uh, pertains to that. So anything that has ever been uh, uh, created or resolved or anything starts with um, a thought or an emotion in the head. It's turned into language, which creates a directive for you to take action to get what you want. Okay. Yep. Um, so whether it, you're trying to create something for yourself or we're me and you are trying to you know get something done together, we use language in order to create a, an efficient directive to get it done. So if if I were to tell you if I was like, hey John, uh, you know, can you get the keys from my house? And you're like, yeah, sure thing, Spence. Oh, where are they at? I'm like, okay, they're uh, they're they're not in the kitchen, and they're not in the <laughs> living room, and they're not in the bathroom, they're not in the guest room, they're not in the guest bathroom, they're not in the hallway. You'd be like, all right, well. I guess I'll go in your room. I'm like, all right, Spence, I'm in your room. I'm like, okay. Uh, they're not on my desk. They're not on the dresser. They're not under my bed. They're not. Uh, and you, at some point, you'd be like, screw this. I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna just ransack your room, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find your keys. Right. And then, let's say you do find my keys. It'd probably take you a couple hours. And then I come into the room, and I'm like, yo, what the heck did you do? You're like, I found your keys. I'm like, no, you destroyed my place. Now there's tension between me and you. You wasted two hours. I have my keys, but we're both pissed off. Right. And so, like, the the process of taking something in my mind and then bringing it to reality. Uh, there was a lot of friction. It took a long time and all that. And so this can be representative of, of any goal that you have in life, whether it's to have a better relationship, to get in better shape, to, um, to, uh, to stop depression or anxiety or literally, or a fever disease. Okay. Right. I mean, all the way down to physical healing, dude. I mean, I, uh, this, this is unofficial, but I, I have helped people heal hemorrhoids. 
I've helped people heal uh, depression. I've helped uh, people, I mean, like physical ailments um, and, and, and uh, connect better relationships. But anyway, so what you do is you speak of only what is. The precise language is pretty simple. Speak up, speak clear, speak precise. Okay? So speaking up clearly, use your words. Right. Uh, and when Kavanaugh is not answering the question about the FBI, that's the number one way you know the monster is hiding in there. Right? <laughs> um, uh Step two is to speak clear. Now, uh, now again, when when I, if I tell you like um, I've got something in my hand, it's not a penny. Truly, what I'm saying is it could be infinity minus one. Right. Okay. So that's not really saying a whole a whole lot. So when you only speak of of what is, then you're able to communicate your your uh, your in, your intention clearer. So uh, and then speak precise. So it, you know uh, I'll give you the instance for the house. It's like all right, I'm going to speak clear and speak of what is. So I'm going to re- remove the term not out of there, right? And so I'm like, okay, you're like, where are they at, Spence? I'm like, all right, they're in my house. That's clear, but it's vague. Okay? Yeah. So then we start to fractal. Where in my house? They're in my room. Where in your room? Look on my windowsill. Where in your windowsill? Look on the right-hand side. Okay. There's a jar. There's a metal jar there, and underneath all the change are my keys, and it's on an orange keychain. Now think about if I said it to you that way. It would take you 20 seconds to get my keys. Right. My house wouldn't be ransacked. We'd have an extra two hours in the day, and we'd be able to, you know, have some fun and go create something new. And so people use. Um, all different types of vague and uh, and void language that stops them from interacting with their consciousness, that conversation with themselves, that hold them back, that keep them in self sabotage, and uh, allow their allow their inner demons or their monsters, as I call them, to hide, wreak havoc, and cause negative emotions that hold you back. I don't think what you just said can be emphasized enough. I I, I I believe that with to every fiber of my being. I think that's true. And if you're thinking like, oh, well, I've never had that kind of thing happen with keys or whatever it is. You know, most of us, if we think about the way we go through our days, we do have interactions. Usually they're internal yes. as much as anything, right? Mm-hmm. Where we are kidding ourselves, lying to ourselves, limiting ourselves. Um, I, I think you're, you're onto something really, really powerful there. Um, and I think it affects every area of our lives. And if we don't bring that to, you use the word consciousness, if we don't bring that to, if we don't pull that out of our subconscious and mm-hmm. into our consciousness, then we are going to live a false script our entire lives. And yeah. people do that, right? You know, and yeah. so it's it's kind of an alarming, really important point. I love, I love the kind of the overwhelmingly positive vibe that you guys both give off. This oh, feels nice. like a really, real cool project. I, I love everything about it. Um, it feels like a really interesting way to bring therapy to guys who might not otherwise mm. pursue it in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think this could work for women? Do you think like that, that um, there's something about um, this that's universal about this approach of building confidence and, uh, and, and uh, you know, your, your kind of three tenets? Yeah, absolutely. I actually, um, I've done some coaching uh, with women. Yeah. It, it, it's certainly not my specialty, the dating coaching for, for women, because I come from a perspective of, you know, of men taking complete responsibility for everything. And so like <laughs> my perspective is like, you gotta find yourself new men. You gotta find yourself new men. Um, I, I have a, uh, I have a, a, a colleague and a, and a dear friend of mine, uh, by the name of Jason Silver. Um, uh, that I believe his YouTube channel is uh, attract great guys, and he, um, me and him, were in a mastermind together for a year, and he does this same thing 
for uh, successful uh, older women to find the man of their dreams, and he follows the 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 same principles. Yeah, uh, you know that that we do, and absolutely, I, I think that I think that especially because our culture is uh, is changing, and the, the the male and female roles are kind of like intertwining. That we need we need guidance from uh, from other people. You know, I always say like this is the first time in history that we can't go to the generation before us for answers because the world has changed so much that they have a hard time connecting with it. To that point, do you feel like this is a zeitgeist moment for you? Do you feel like this is the first time that this could be done? Do you feel like you're, you're, you're kind of hitting this at the right time and the only right time? Uh, absolutely. I don't think people were open to it. I mean, I mean, you know this. Like, mm-hmm. if you if you went to a therapist thirty years ago, like you were crazy. Oh yeah. Like th- that was only for the crazies. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And now having a therapist as you know a regular part of your of your health is uh, is almost necessary. It's 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 looked upon as if you go to a personal trainer. Like, oh, you're getting your shit together. That's right, right. 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 And uh, and you know, education is uh, is also uh, changing. You know, we we do everything in our group coaching program over the internet. Like we all, we do mock dates with, with uh, our female coaches uh, with guys. We do uh, social exercises. We do uh, precise language sessions all over, uh, you know, Skype that gets recorded and onto a membership site. So I feel like society and technology and uh, uh, are meeting in, uh, in a special place to where this is possible uh, at the perfect time because it's so necessary. Is there any message that you guys, uh, that, that we haven't covered in this hour that you feel like you want to make sure gets out there? I, I mean, this has been pretty comprehensive. I, yeah. I love that we got into the, the spiritual element of it and the NLP a part of it as well because um, it, it just goes to show that we're not just taking this like, hey, be like Spencer and Sam and you can have a great life right. too. No, no. There is some serious science behind this. And th- this truly is about unlocking the version of yourself that you that you know is there, but you that you struggle to find. Having the, the assignments so you can apply those things and then having the support when stuff doesn't go well. You know? and, and I can say having talked to Sam from time to time um, about the program and hearing about it as you guys were developing it, this isn't a fly-by-night thing. I can tell that you guys have worked really, really hard to develop something that feels comprehensive and draws something authentic out of guys mm-hmm. instead of like, be like Spencer, be like Sam, um, you know, put on some facade and, mm-hmm. you know, and pick up girls. That that feels like Neil Strauss 2006, right? Yeah, <laughs> a little right, more. Right. Um, you guys, thank you so much for coming in and, and joining me in here. Um, it's Spencer Burnett. It's Sam Goodman. Tell us uh, where can we find information about the Omega Man Project if somebody's interested uh, for themselves, for somebody they love. Yeah. So if you go to OmegaManCoaching.com, you can learn about our Omega Man program. And actually, for your listeners, we will have uh, OmegaManCoaching.com slash Dr. John Duffy for them to attend our live interactive training where we teach guys how to get a date by this weekend without any cheesy lines or dating apps. There you go. All right. Outstanding, guys. Thank you so much for coming in. You guys are awesome. Great vibe. What a great way to start the day. This is better, you guys. Uh, We'll talk to you next time time.